Welcome to Greatness Mindside. I am Dr. Aisha Al Sheikh. I'm a medical scientist and researcher, turned therapist, coach, mentor, and business entrepreneur. Greatness Mindsight is a podcast that brings you motivational and authentic messages from incredibly inspiring and extraordinary people, where I dive in and deconstruct their mind to explore different aspects of their lives from entrepreneurship and leadership to motivation, fears, and how they overcame their struggles, tackled their inner demons, and overcame adversity. This show dissects the psychology behind their successes to help you discover and unlock your inner potential and give the most effective tips, advice, and lessons that you can emulate or apply in your own life, especially if you are just starting your entrepreneurial journey. Each week, I bring you an inspiring and extraordinary person, so keep yourself updated with the latest episodes by subscribing now to this podcast. Stop caring about what other people think. Visualize your dream life and work every day until you live it. By Henry Purchase. This is episode five, and my guest in this episode is an amazing and inspiring young entrepreneur who has recently finished his undergraduate degree in civil engineering with first from the University of Bath. Uh, his name is Henry Purchase. Henry played semi-professional rugby and also founded his first company Fortitude SEO at the age of 21. And now he is also the co-founder of Connects and managing director of Social 90, which is a marketing and advertising agency. Despite his young age, he has got a lot of wisdom and incredible mindset that can inspire many young entrepreneurs and startups. Without further ado, let's dive into this episode where Henry shares his story, tips, advice and wisdom. Uh, hi and welcome Henry. Um, uh, I would like you to share with the listeners your uh, a bit about your background uh, story and the important major events that happened in your life that caused you to get you to where you are today. So uh, basically I'm talking about the aha moment that made you decide, you know what, I'm just going to carry the path that you're on today. Sure. Uh, hi Asian. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. So I guess we'll start from as far back as we should really go and that'll probably be the first major step in my life which I think is the same for everyone going to university so kind of went through school you know you enjoy yourself like you do you're just on cruise mode and then I chose to go to the University of Bath to do civil engineering which tied into first of all my dad's background so he was a builder growing up uh, that was what I'd had experience in and then I play a bit of semi-professional rugby so Going to University of Bath was a perfect opportunity to get the academics and then also play a high level of rugby. Um, went there, absolutely loved it. Rugby didn't pan out the way. It's that typical sob story, got got an injury. Um, but because of that, that almost enabled me to flourish in other ways. So went through my degree and set up a couple of businesses along the way. Um First of all was Connects, which is sending students to events in order to enable them to build up their CV. And then I'm also working on a social media company. So probably the defining moments that have got me to where I am was first my biggest injury when I was about 18. 17, 18, I damaged a hamstring tendon um, on my right knee where it connects in. So that was the first like real defining thing in my life because I'd gone through and I love playing rugby. I love expressing myself in that way. And I'd always had that. And I'd never really thought, oh, okay, well, what happens if I don't have that anymore? And I was out for 18 months and I really explored myself in terms of who am I as a person? What do I enjoy? Who do I like being around? And um, that really helped me a lot. And then the second defining moment was I went out last summer and worked in Bali. And it's that typical, like when someone goes on a gap year, they found themselves. Uh, I wouldn't say I found myself, but I um, became a lot more spiritual. 
and I did some meditation out there. It's called active consciousness meditation. Mm. And to be completely honest, if someone told me before that they had a life-changing moment through meditation, I probably would have laughed at them, which is really naive. Um, but when I went through that and experienced what it's like, it just blew my mind. And um, that enabled me to understand even you know, so much more deeply who I am as a person. Um, so those are probably the two defining moments. And then now I've graduated university and I'm working full-time on the projects I set up while I was at uni. So um, it's a really fast run through. Hopefully that that gave a good intro. Yeah, it did. It actually, it's very, um, it's very inspiring to, especially to people who are just like coming out of uni or just like, don't know what they're doing with them with their life but like the idea here is is first of all what made you uh, number one is during the injury actually what was it that you made you to explore the things you've explored in terms of yourself what was it because a lot of people can get stuck in that cycle of you know what self-loathing or hating their situation and being stuck in that kind of reality rather than actively seek what can i do how can i explore more so what was it for you during that like if you can remember during that time that was going through your head in the injury side, and then we'll come back to the meditation uh, part of things. Yeah. I want to explore a bit more about that. Perfect. Yeah. So, um, I guess what it is, I am addicted to working. I'm a workaholic, and um, I just because I love it. I love what I do every single day. And back then, it was schoolwork. Like I loved working through maths problems. I just threw myself at everything. So, you know. What, what I would do and I'm doing it now I would I get up quite early I'd work through and then I'd get to like five six o'clock usually I'd have rugby tra- training on the evening so it'd give me a break when I didn't have rugby and I wasn't going to the gym and I didn't have that that thing where I could get away from from work I'd then just think oh well I may as well just do more work and I'd sit there working until like 10 11 and repeat re- repeat repeat okay. and after, that isn't healthy and that isn't sustainable and it made me look inwards and I was like, okay, am I truly happy here? Well, yes, in a sense, I'm working hard and getting results and I'm earning money, which is brilliant. But am I fulfilling in myself in terms of overall enjoyment? Am I building interpersonal relationships? Am I meeting people who are really adding something to my life? And the answer was no. So that was where I looked in and I was like, okay, what makes me happy? How do I do that? How do I add a bit of variation in my life and find something that's a nice break from work that actually makes me more productive? Mm. Because, you know, you can chuck 12, 15, 18 hours at a problem, but actually there's, you know, you could chuck a lot less time if you're recharged, you're ready to go for, to go for the day and you're in much a much better mindset. And so that's what caused me to look inwards. And as you said, I'm sure we'll on the, talk, touch on the meditation side. I think what you did is the right thing by asking the right questions to yourself. Many people don't know how to ask themselves the right questions. And that's what I always tell people, my clients or whatever, is is that always try to find to ask yourself the right questions because some people say, it could be in your situation, oh, why is this happening to me? They keep asking themselves the wrong questions, they will get the wrong answers. But I think what you did brilliantly, actually ask yourself the right questions, which many people don't, um, and especially at your, at your young age. So that was, that was a good uh, message to give people out there. Um, as in terms of for your uh, spiritual uh, journey part of things, I will get to it in a bit. But for me, is that what made you, uh, before we move on to that part, what made you decide, I'm going to set up my own company? Because many people don't. Most of the guys or, or like people who are uh, during high school, or, they always think, okay, I'm going to go find a job, the perfect job, whatever that makes me happy, or the jobs that what the, the, they chose their career in. So for you, what made you decide, I'm going to, you know what, I'm just going to start my own business. And what was that moment that made you take that massive action? Because it's something, um, it's an unknown territory to most people. And most people are afraid. Most people are afraid of yeah. the unknown, Agreed. but actually taking that in and then just diving through it. What was that moment in your life? What's your why? Probably the, I mean, I've been raised by entrepreneurs. So my dad started his own business. Um, my mom 
was really high up in the games industry. Um, she released the original Street Fighter and she's an amazing businesswoman, um, but took a step back when she had, had her children. So I've always had it ingrained within me. And then kind of when it came out and I realised, you know, had that defining moment was when I was on placement year. So between years two and three of university, I went to work for a large organisation. And that was my first time being in the corporate world. And look, it was a great experience and I met some amazing people. But the things that I started to realise is you are in a system that is suited for a certain person. It's suited for someone where ultimately you're putting money in someone else's pockets. And also you're doing things because, you know, you, you follow a certain system because that's the way it's done. And I always question things. I will always think, why am I doing it this way? And is there a more efficient way? And I was finding that I was going to work and I was doing these things. It didn't make sense to me. You know, I was been at the company for a few months. I wasn't experienced at all, but I was looking at it and thinking, well, there seems to be much more efficient ways to do this. Why aren't we? And I was questioning and I'd push that and I'd speak to people about it. And it just seemed to be just because. And it started to realise that if I'm going to be in an environment where I want to achieve what I want to achieve in terms of yeah. um, freedom financially and something that's going to, you know, drive me every single day, I need to be able to set up my own business because ultimately if I want to have an impact, if I want to be able to make sure things are most efficient as possible and drive it towards an ultimate long-term goal, then I need to be driving that. I need to be a CEO and need to be a founder um, and to explore that a little bit because I don't think you should just jump into founder business. Mm. Um, I think you should do your do your best to explore that with actually reading. I actually went out to Bali and worked for a startup there. Um, so I got that hands-on experience, learned what it was like to work for a business as well as reading a number of books. So that was sort of the defining moment and then that's how I explored it. And then, you know, you said people are afraid. Um, I've never really cared too much what people think. Um, you know, people are scared, I think, a lot because of the social repercussions, whether people are going to laugh at them, whether mm. if they fail, what their parents going to say, what society is going to think about them. But um, I've just always sort of done what I've wanted. As long as it doesn't hurt anyone, then I'll carry on doing that. Um, so. Yeah, hopefully that's that's answered your question. No, that, that's that's amazing that you've answered it very well, actually, and and you've also shared a bit about the way you think, which is important because it's all to do with the mindset you have towards things and towards life. And I really appreciate you sharing sharing that part. As for the um, spiritual part, we'll come to it in a bit later on. But for now, I just want to say you have founded a few companies and 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 you've been working on different ideas. Um, I know there are challenges all the time along the way and, and, and many people, especially with the virus that's happening, um, has it been affecting your kind of business at the moment? And if, if it is, then how have you dealt with it? So the two businesses are, are very different. So I'll start with the one that maybe hasn't done as well, uh, is what it is, but it is a student sending students to events. And obviously now all events are in, in online and, I guess at the start we thought it was really bad because all of our events got cancelled, but anyone that starts a business and does well knows that you're going to have to pivot. You're going to have to change the direction you've gone in. So coronavirus event essentially ruined what we were offering because there were no in-person events. They've all moved on to online. So now we've pivoted to online events and actually that's improved our offering and improved our direction because one of the biggest problems was getting students from a to b to the event um because obviously geographically it costs a lot of money to a lot of the events are in london trains cost a lot a lot there's no parking there's so many things that we have to get around but with online events you don't have that problem anymore so we've actually been able to provide opportunities to students um on a much greater scale and I think ultimately that's made the business more scalable and possibly boosted their value proposition um, so you know it has been hard but I think it was needed um, if we'd have carried on you know coronavirus has probably done one of two things to businesses um, it's either accelerated the process of failing 
so they were going to fail anyway and coronavirus has made it worse or they're forced it's forced companies to ex- change their direction innovate and go in a direction for the business that is ultimately going to be more sustainable and i think we we're the latter we've, we've done well with that so time will tell but i think we we are on a we are on our way with that and then the other business is social media marketing and that has actually again helped us so much because one of our biggest problems before was we would come to people that should really think about social media marketing they they need to put it in their offering um but weren't doing so because they didn't really fully understand why they would need to do so um but coronavirus has put it in the head where actually things are volatile, there's risk involving my job, I need to have this extra hustle, this extra thing that I could potentially utilise to earn money from or to get partnerships, get sponsorship deals. So in terms of working with professional athletes, um, influences, it's actually increased their business a lot and we're having people reach out to us, which is a great position to be in. So um all in all, it's been positive, uh, but it's definitely been a learning curve uh, as with everyone and as with yourself, Aisha. Yeah, that, that is very true because my work also involves a lot of like the events set up the business, but uh, now I also had to pivot towards online and doing online therapy and coaching and all that. Um, so it's been a learning experience for me as well. Um, and I love the way you looked at it as well um, because a lot of people lost their jobs and a lot of people lost there uh, a lot of a lot a large amount of money some of my guests like lost over 150,000 uh dollars so it's like it was it was a massive shock to them but i think it's somewhat a blessing in disguise as you said it kind of like probably accelerated the failure a part of things in order to teach us a lesson of uh, what yeah. probably the gaps in the business so that's a good way to look at it um i um i would almost say and obviously coronavirus has been dreadful and you know it's caused so many problems and the death has been dreadful but i'd almost go as far and say that coronavirus situation has been one of the best things that has happened to me in terms of how it's changing my direction in my life so i've managed to get in things that i otherwise wouldn't have been able to get into so i've got a virtual internship in bench capital which i otherwise wouldn't have been able to do um it's caused my companies to pivot in directions which I believe are going to be much more sustainable than the previous business model. And it's just made me realise a lot more what's important. And I think it's the same with everyone. It's caused them to look inwards and realise, okay, what is valuable? What do I actually care about? You know, it's not the material things. It's a time spending with people. It's going to the beer garden with your friends. Those are the things that you remember if you're from when you're young and the things you look forward to. Um, so, as I said, it goes far as saying it's been one of the best things that's happened. Um, you know, and obviously it's also been one of the worst things that's happened globally. So, um, yeah. No, that's a good way to look at it um, for people who haven't like, but there are people who lost a lot of loved ones. So that's a bit of a sad part of it, unfortunately. Um, okay, moving on from looking at your brief, short, young life uh looking backwards now uh knowing what you know now uh if you had the chance to go back and carry that knowledge that you've got now what would you do differently to either accelerate your growth now or or have a better better chances now oh good question um i mean so one thing and i i'm still going to answer i i am a thorough believer that even if I had the chance, I wouldn't go back and tell my younger self something because there's this saying, you can't put a wise head on young shoulders. And whilst I could wish, uh, you know, if I could tell myself something, I don't think you're at the age to be able to understand it. I always used to think that when you become an adult, like your mom or dad or your grandparents will tell you the secret of being an adult. It doesn't work like that. You just got to, it just happens and you realize. Um, but if I was to go back and was to give some sort of wisdom um, and change things I did, um, I maybe would have gone a different direction at university. Mm. Um, I guess I was looking, you know, I was looking what's my experience. I, I don't think I looked long-term enough um, because I'd always been in science and maths. I was like, oh, cool, let's do more science and maths. But actually, 
I've always been business driven. I've always been business motivated. Maybe I would have done business and economics A level, and that would have taken me onto a more that focused course. Um, so I, I would have got myself to look forward more and think, okay, how am I going to develop, to develop as I get older, rather than what my interests were then. Mm. Um, and then I guess I would have I would have somehow got myself to enjoy myself more. As I said, I've always been very focused on study and work and making money. But when you're at that age, everything's going to be okay regardless. And I've got a really sporty family. Um, and I've never wanted to, I've never wanted to rely on them. I've always wanted to be kind of self-made. But actually, if I'd have almost took a step back and enjoyed myself more at school, enjoyed myself more at university, I probably still would have got to the same place, but I would have been happier along the way, especially maybe uh, when I was 17, 18, and then when I was in second year of university, just enjoyed it more. I lived with five other rugby players and just spent time with the lads and not worried so much about the consequences of having fun. Like, oh, if I miss this half a day of revision, I'm going to f- not get the exam, the marker one. In the end, it works out, and I just would have try to get myself to be a bit more self-aware in that sense that's that's a good wise advice to your younger self or if you have the chance to go back because a lot of people get carried away with a, a means to an end not the end goal because most of us when we look back in our lives it's about the experiences we had not the work or just the achievement we had but actually what the connections we made the experiences that we had in life rather than just yeah. say work 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 and then at the end of the day you look back your whole life is kind of you know, most of the people will probably be gone and I never actually really, truly enjoyed the life itself. Uh, and it's the experience about the journey. Of, it's about the journey itself rather than just the end goal. Um, I'm sure you always had probably sometimes, everyone does that and have self-doubt uh, creeps in whenever you're trying to do something you've never done before or sometimes even the things you've already done like the business side of things it's like oh are you doing the right thing is this the the have you ever had that and also if you did how do you snap yourself out of that self-doubt yeah so i guess a lot of it comes in with my background engineering i don't have that typical business management finance background um so a lot of the doubts have come in where um because I don't have that base knowledge. If someone else says something, even if I believe it's wrong, I think, oh, maybe there's something I missed out because of my background, you know, haven't learned about it as much as they have. So maybe, maybe I've missed something. Let's, let's just agree to disagree or accept their opinion and move with it. But there have been times where, you know, I, I was right and I should have stood up for what I believe. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think that ties into maybe a lot of your audience and a lot, a lot of people are where, you know, they'll, they'll think or experience, if someone's got more experience in them, it, they're right. Or, you know, they know what I'm talking, they know what they're talking about. I don't. And I'd really discourage people to have that mindset. Yes, it is great to tap into people's experience. But if we just spent our whole life going on what people with more experience think, taking their word as gospel, you're never going to get anywhere and no innovation is going to happen. Um, you, know, you need to go with your gut sometimes. And uh, I think that's one thing that, that my doubt has been not going with my gut. If I believe something, not thinking, oh, I, you know, I haven't got the background, I haven't got the knowledge, just go with it. Because what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You're going to look like an idiot for a few seconds and you move on and learn from it. Yeah. I, love, I love your mindset. I love the way you actually think about this because it's good to... To always question authority uh, because some people have done things or have their experiences and have their own view of the world that they share. But it's always good to have that critical mindset and the critical questions. You always question things and not have blind belief on all things because things keep changing. Our perception of reality is distorted anyways, the way we view everyone, no matter how sound you are, like everyone has got their own way of looking at life. And this is what I teach people in one of the seminars. Like it's, it's about the way, why we have our own opinions. Why do we have all these diversities? Because of the way we perceive reality and our yeah, perception exactly. of reality is always distorted in some level. So, but at the same time, it's the experiences we want to have from this world and the life we live in. So that's what's the important part, the good part of it, not focusing on the negative, but actually focusing on the positive 
part and having the positive lenses on rather than the negative one and how you want to live your life. But the way you actually share that, that is, that is amazing because um, having that critical mindset is so important. And most of the people grow up on blind belief. The way, oh, you have to do it because I told you so, or be, because because how this is how society is, you have to deal with it and accept it as it is. But then it's really, really always, always good to question authority, but don't go against them. And don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying break the law and all that, but actually break the rules as uh, our no Schwarzenegger. I, I keep like the the name, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the name I keep like having a tongue twist with it. But anyway, he said he said exactly that. It's like break the rules, but not the law, because it's always good to question things and always good to to explore different things. People, uh, that's how you said, like you know how you advance in things in life. Um, so that was an important point. Um, one question for me for me to you is that. Also, you have been through the stress and exams and all that, and also just general business life, uh, stress and overwhelm. How do you motivate yourself when you feel down? Do you, I'm sure you have, everyone have moments when they feel down and they feel like, you know, yeah. defeated. How do you get yourself out of that mode? So I, I think a big thing to remember with these sort of things, motivation is an internal thing. Inspiration comes from external sources. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people, they'll, watch motivational videos like I don't you know it might inspire you but to motivate yourself that needs to be that that fire within your belly to get yourself going um, I'm a big believer that my motivation comes from my discipline so once I know what I want I'm able to stick to that um, I think a lot of people lose motivation because they don't have that discipline in, in order to stick to it um and you know motivation a lot of the times comes from seeing results and if you don't have the discipline to stick towards your path you're not going to see results and therefore lose motivation um so you know i, I don't think it's an easy answer because it's um it's but something what, that comes of what do you actually do so in order to get yourself if you when you feel down what do you actually either do or say to yourself mentally I've probably got two main things um, and one of them is whenever I'm about to do something really big or a rugby game or work hard towards something I'll draw a black dot on my hand I haven't got a pen so I can't draw I haven't got it drawn out at the it's moment because I've just been I can imagine for a run. Um, and that comes from so I used to do karate when I was younger and um, the gradings would be like seven eight hours and as you get higher up uh, uh, your belt gets higher up you have to wait for longer and longer before you, you do your grading and my dad used to draw that black dot on my hand as a visual stimulus to remember why am I here what why do I need to do this um because a lot of the times when you want to quit and when you, when you want to stop working that's the same time that everyone else wants to stop working what separates you apart and what makes you successful one of the things that makes makes you successful is that's when you need to work even harder so drawing that visual stimulus on my hand reminds me why am i here why am i putting in this time work effort and where is it going to get me in the long term so that's that's one thing and it all ties back into what is my ultimate goal so like when i'm feeling down when i'm lacking motivation i'll remember that this is all contributing to my to where I want to be in life and yes it may be horrible now I might feel down now but I will regret it for the rest of my life if I get to five ten years time and I can look back and think I didn't put 100% effort in wow. I, I didn't give it my all um and I guess that means sometimes you'll miss out but I know in the long term it's going to play out and I've never really had problems with losing motivation because I know I want and I'm going to continue working until I get there. Wow, that's very insightful. Um, um, I think I'll probably start doing that, <laughs> but not the wow. black dot. But I mean, With like having that, that, yeah, that was a, a very interesting um, point you just said. I'm, I'm actually going to get it tattooed on my hand. Okay, that's very, a good reminder. Very bold. Um, <laughs> just because the only thing that's holding me back from it is a having a tattoo on my hand. But actually, this is something that's meant, it's, been meaningful in my life for like 15 years I started crying when I was three and my dad started doing it when I was you know a, a bit older and I actually went in to have a tattoo done when I was 17 and just passed my driving test and I wanted to have it done and they wouldn't because I was 17 
So I've wanted to have this done for five years. Um, and I'm, once lockdown's over, I'm just going to go for it. That's your own choice to do it. But um, that's a good way of a reminder since it has got a lot of meaning to your life. But I love the way you just uh, put it out there because a lot of people get bogged down by the moment and forget the actual why they started doing what yeah. they're doing. What do you, what, during your life, generally, how, what are the questions you ask yourself often in your head? everything throughout your day throughout um I, one of the main things is why um you know you, you just spoke about um, knowing your long-term goals and sticking to that so a lot of the time it'll be why am i doing this um and it'll take me back to my long-term goals but i think it really helps in business when you're thinking about your customer and you're thinking about your user and getting down to why is someone using your service why someone using your platform and when you can get to those fundamentals elon musk is one of the best people in the world for this getting down to the first principles and because i'm an engineer i, I like to get down to the real fundamentals and when you can get, get down to the the first principles of why people do things i think that can bring a lot of clarity and that can ultimately bring you to kind of drive you in the right direction because if you look at some of the most successful businesses that's what they've really got right. They've got that why do people have this problem? And once you've answered the why, you can then build a product or a solution around that to fill the need. That's a, that's a great way of looking at it. Um, it reminded me also of Simon Sinek because he always talked about finding the reason and explaining the reason to people, especially yeah. businesses, because people buy into the why, not the what, whatever it is that you're trying to sell. It's actually why you're doing what you're doing. That's what people buy into. And a very great question, actually. Um, moving on to your, to your actual little uh, spiritual side of things and, and getting yeah. back into that before we go out into the more advice part. Um, how do you find your inner peace? Ooh, how do I find... I mean... Dogs is one thing where I find my inner peace. Like I've, we've had family dogs for for as long as I can remember. And before I went to university, I used to train dogs for field dog trial dogs for competitions. Oh wow! Um, interesting. So yeah, like that's one way I find my peace. Just that connection you have with a dog. Um, I just find really, really meaningful and. You know, nothing else in the world matters when you're training them, when you're with them, because all they care about is you. You know, you're the whole world. And I just think there's something really peaceful peaceful to that. Um, you know, what else? How do I find peace? Um, I guess you've got to look and you've got to remember, like, whenever I've been my happiest. So just go for that exercise and write down what is a perfect day for you. How would an ideal day go? from which you're completely fulfilled and happy throughout the whole day. And then once you've done that exercise, try and get to a point where you can do that every single day. The more you can tick off, I think the closer you're going to get to peace because you'll have that complete happiness. I wish people did this a lot more often because I always tell, uh, especially I do um, a lot of exercises to do with finding purpose and passion. And one of the questions is, is actually asking yourself some of the questions you just said. Um, and, and this is really helpful because once people find that, that's the important part. But a lot of people neglect that being fascinated by, by the life they portray and what the world portray as the perfect life you should be living. Yeah. Um, but it's always good to tap into actually the real you and the, what's really, really important to you in this lifetime uh, that you're here. Uh, do you believe that you found your own life purpose and passion? Oh, no. We're still uh, an ongoing I'll, process for you. Yeah, it's, I, I believe it should always be an ongoing process because what you enjoy and what, where you want to be in life will change throughout your life. I think that's inevitable. Uh, but um, do I think I think I've found certain aspects? So I know um, I know what makes me happy in terms of work-life freedom. So I know that I don't want to work for someone again. Um, but put a simple answer: No, I haven't. And I, you know, I'd, I'd maybe question anyone that thinks they have mm -hmm. because you're not someone that you were five years ago, ten years ago. So I think your beliefs and your, your purpose should change with that? Uh, I agree to a certain extent. Purpose is a bit different than 
Um, passion. Passion usually changes over time as you grow and, and explore things about you. But purpose is more about your your reasons why you are here in this earth, your beliefs of why you are, why you put on this earth uh, or why you exist in this earth. And that's more kind of a consistent uh, belief system. However, um, for, for coming on to that, um, is what have you what's your actual life philosophy and and coming back to also the meditation the active meditation um part of things and and how do you um can you t- tell us more about that please about the meditation meditation or... part and also your your own life uh philosophy of why you're here on this earth or, or what what do you that's what i know this is a bit of uh everyone's got a different belief system so i'm yeah. just curious well um We'll answer. How about we answer the meditation first? Yeah, because fine. I think that's two questions, and then if you can ask me the, the, the um, we'll do that. The, yeah, the the other one after this. So the meditation. Um, so when I was out in Bali, there's a place called the Yoga Barn in um, Ubud, and the guy that I was working out there, he had a membership, and uh he gave me his card and said look mate i really want you to do this active conscious meditation it's really cool and i was like oh whatever go on then we'll do it i said to the girls that were out there that we met said i'm going to do this and one of them knew about it and said it was really cool so i was like all right then i'll head over see, see what it's about and this yoga barn is an amazing place like you walk into it and you feel almost a vibration of um energy per se and you know as i said before i i that in a bad way and i was wrong to do so but if someone had have told me that about this place a spiritual place where you feel an edge energy i probably would have laughed at them because i just didn't i didn't believe it I just, I, i'd never experienced it so i was like oh, it's low rubbish um so i went to this active consciousness meditation and the guy explained to us um what it's all about you've got chakras in your body i think chakras um uh, and there's yeah chakras and there's i think there's seven of them again it was quite a while ago now and you do this breathing exercise so you're in a big circle in a room you're all holding hands there's like it's probably a hundred people in there and you do this breathing exercise where you breathe in your mouth in free mouth and then out through your nose and the reason, and you do that and you do it for seven stages and you think about clearing the energy in each of these energy points in your body. And he, he warned us before, he said, so after doing that breathing exercise, you go, you go for a state of meditation. And the reason I think you go through that is because you've spent, I don't know how long it was, 30, 40 minutes doing this breathing exercise. And because it's usually you breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Because you're just spending that time doing something that you have to concentrate on so much like that. And then also whether there's an oxygen thing in your brain or I, I don't have a clue or whether it's the environment. Um, but as you're going through it, you start to build up the energy in the room. And because you're holding hands, no word of a lie, you can feel the vibration through your through your hands. Mm. And halfway through, I had to let go of people's hands to get a seat because my back was bad at the time so I had to sit down and when I let go of the hands the vibration stopped really weird and when I sat on the chair and my back start stopped hurting I actually then felt the vibration through my whole body rather than just through my hands so like that pain had been blocking it off and then it suddenly went all through and then after the breathing was finished you go into this state of meditation and he told us to think about the trauma in our lives think about the things that we're scared of um so he said examples that some people might think about when they're when they were beaten as a child or when if a parent had died um think about that and because of the enheartened mental state something will happen or you'll go through something so it's like okay what what do i want to think about and i'd always been scared of dying um I think because I it's the unknown. You. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the unknown and I like to be in control of things and you know, who doesn't love living? Um and losing that and leaving your loved ones behind just always scared me. So when we got into this meditation I thought about dying and I thought about that and 
I didn't realize it until after, but I felt as if I died. Mm-hmm. Like I just completely, I was in, in space. I, I couldn't hear anyone around me. It was almost like maybe, maybe I was asleep. Uh, but I, I don't think it was that. It was deeper than that. Um, and what I realized after when I spoke about it to people, I, in a sense, I, it mentally I died in some way. And when I look back, I, all I can remember feeling was peace. There was no one around me. I couldn't hear anything. There was just um, nothing, but in a good way. And that made me come to terms with the whole dying thing because, yes, you leave your loved ones behind, but you are at peace. And I, I think it's that eternity, that nothingness for eternity is actually peaceful in the sense that you've, you've lived your life, you've had, you've had your fun, you've had your opportunity. Now it's time to rest and go into that journey of your life just with the mindset that you've had the most fun and, and you've lived. Um, so an amazing experience. And I always look back to it and think, did I just think it at the time because I was surrounded by people that are in that mindset and, and it wasn't that. It was so much deeper. Um, and it's changed my mindset in a lot, a lot of ways because now I do believe in that spiritual side and I, I believe in meditation and the benefits that it can have, but also the spiritual side of people, how you can dig deep and talk about things and how you can really overcome it rather than just, I just think it's that typical bloke mindset. If you're upset or you have a problem, you're like, oh, we're men, we just deal with it. Mm. But actually I'm not like that anymore. I, I think deeply into things and I'm thinking to the, why do I feel like that? Why have I got this belief? And I think that as soon as you understand that, why you can move on. Um, so yeah, it was an amazing experience. And if anyone is willing to pay a few thousand pounds for a ticket, to, to fly over to Bali, I'd recommend dropping off at the yoga bar. If I had had the chance at doing this, I would probably do it at some point um, in the future. Um, I haven't done that part. I've been through similar experiences, but like that's a different kind of... Usually when you go in a meditative state, you alter the brainwave in your, in, your, in your brain and go into... This is what I do as well for hypnosis or people who are like when it comes to treatment because that's when you're more at able to access your subconscious mind. Yeah. That's the, the phase where you can actually change beliefs, change ideas about themselves or about the world, whatever it is. So um, it's an interesting experience that, that you've shared. Um, I've been through something similar, but not quite. Um, holding hands with people and doing that kind of, I haven't, I haven't done that, but I've been to the meditative part of things. And, and it's really yeah. something I would recommend to everyone because it's, it's a good way of having clarity about yourself and your internal dialogues about how your mind sometimes control you so much that you notice is when you're trying to focus on one thing, like your breathing. Yeah. Um, so it's a good way of, of um, exploring more about and controlling. No, I wouldn't say controlling your thoughts. It's more about, you can't control you, but you can redirect them. That's what I always tell people. So it's a, it's a good way of um, definitely, I would love to experience that when, uh, one day. I, I'll I, I, I don't even think I've completely tapped into it because one, I went in with a relatively closed mindset. You know, I thought, what, what is this going to be? Not it's going to be rubbish, but I was like, oh, I don't really believe in it. And also, I, I stood up and had to change my position halfway through. So I, that energy that was stored up, I think it w- wasn't as effective in the end. So I'm I'm definitely going to do it again at some point. Um, I hopefully get the whole whole experience from it. Active meditation, you said, right? Conscious, active, uh, active consciousness meditation. Active consciousness. Okay. I'll do that. I'll keep that in one in mind actually. Because I do my own meditation, but it's not something to whatever you do. You did actually. No. You ha- you have to do it with like someone that's qualified that they they guide you through it. Um so yeah. Um coming to your life philosophy, briefly, if you if you just tell me what do you what's your life philosophy? Your understanding of the world, uh, if you have any. Some people don't. So I mean, don't. I I think we're much more likely to be in some sort of simulation rather than uh, this actually being real. Um, I I think you look around and you're like, this is, I mean, not a perfect world, but so beautiful. There's so much opportunity for people. Like, how has it come like this? And I'm think, you know, the chance of this happening is so slim that it's much more likely we're in a simulation. So I think that could be something but in terms of philosophy um i mean i I guess i don't fully know 
maybe what you mean by life philosophy in a sense are you asking um maybe what my core beliefs are yeah the basically yeah. your basically what's your core belief about the world is in a way about your life um it's a difficult question I, I, we can move on yeah, everyone. yeah I, I think i'd have to think more deeply about that i am um, you know in terms of philosophy i've got things that I stick to and rules that I stick to, but I guess like, I haven't got a philosophy mm-hmm. and it is something that I probably need to think more deeply about before I, uh, I give a solid answer for that. That's okay. Um, people, some people don't have their own life philosophy yet. Some people still exploring that, but some people know. So some of my audience really know about what their life means to them, but um, that's all right. Um, moving on to what are the three um, top habits that improved your life significantly? So one of them is waking, waking up early. Um, so I get up at five o'clock most days, probably six days a week. I'm up at five o'clock and if not five, half five, six, um, treat myself with a bit of a lion. Uh, and I think that habit is brilliant because it trains your mind. It, it trains discipline. Uh, no one wants to get up that early. You're tired. You're thinking, oh, let's just press snooze. But, having that non-negotiable in your life. If I set an alarm, I'm going to get, I'm going to get up for it because I think if you start your day compromising and you start your day cheating on, um, something that you set, I think it all, all goes downhill in the sense, the way you do something is the way you do everything. And if you can train that, that discipline of getting up early, I think it just starts the day off well. And the next habit is, um, and it helps because my phone, I'm, my phone's got a setting to do it, but you can set routines. So I don't look at my phone. Um, I don't look at like messaging or social media until um, half eight, nine. Okay. But that's still quite early, but bearing in mind I'm up since five. So the first three and a half, four hours of every day, um, the only thing I can do on my phone is Spotify. So I'll be listening to podcasts or a bit of music. And I think that that is amazing because obviously so many people are, addicted to their phones and just getting in that habit of not looking for your phone makes you a lot more present and it makes you appreciate things a lot more so those are obviously very morning things um probably the next habit the next habit i'm in is writing down my thoughts and constantly taking notes um i use notion and notion is a brilliant tool um, it's like an all-in-one workplace, and you're able to combine your um, your notes, your meetings, your relationships, your rules, your to-do list, everything into one platform. Mm. And getting in the habit of whenever you hear something useful, whenever you hear something that you want to remember, noting it down in Notion means that you can always refer back to that. And it's got a really good search function using tags. So, say if you um, hear a good quote you'd put it in notion and tag it with quotes so no matter where it is if you want to look back and get all the quotes you've remembered or noted down you can get your note tag and wherever they are it'll come Mm. and i think getting in that habit of storing everything useful in a way that you can access um means that you don't miss out on value and in the future you can still build upon and use the things that you learned a year ago, five years ago. Um, so those are three habits. And I think definitely the first two, like the, the phone one, I think everyone should do. Um, the getting up early doesn't work for everyone. And I think in terms of note-taking or jotting things down, people ne- might not necessarily use Notion, but use something that is going to benefit you and get in the habit of writing things down because so many amazing thoughts that you had a year ago and if you could remember them if you had them stored yeah. it would benefit your life now three different habits that you just mentioned they are fundamental especially writing your thoughts waking up early is actually doing a lot of benefit to a lot of people not looking at your phone that is something i'm still working on <laughs> especially the first thing when you wake up but it's a good tip and advice because this is also what my other some of my other guests mentioned like not to look at your phone first thing in the morning uh, and it's quite helpful to have that be- because I have my alarm on my phone. It's kind of like easy to see all the notifications. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so and how I said it makes it easier. So my phone has got a routine thing so that I set it from five until 
nine. Mm. No, no, it's on um, like uh, me time. So I can select which apps work. Um, so only Spotify and phone works. So if someone Ooh, can call me, I can go on Spotify. Uh, it's not an iPhone that. thing. It's, uh, it's on Samsung. Oh, um, okay. Never yeah, mind. And, uh, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people respond like that, but I'm not a massive <laughs> Apple fan. Uh, and it, it, it's such a cool, cool tool because, yeah, obviously if the notifications are there, you're much more tempted to look at them. But if they're not there, and, and when you get up at five and you reply to messages and you do that, no one's replying to you until later anyway. Like, why are you even doing it? Yeah. Um, and if you can get in that, I, I think it will benefit most people. I, I totally agree with you on that one. Definitely on that. Um, what are the three? I think because we don't have that much time, I want to get into a section which I've created for people who I don't have that much time with, but also have like rapid question answers it's called rapid fire round. Perfect. So, so I want to ask you like these quick questions. If you can come up with the first thing that comes to your mind, that would be amazing before we end our, our uh, podcast, which I don't want to really end because it's quite interesting to have these conversations with you. Uh, so are you ready to have that round? Let's go for it. Okay. Okay. Um, What's the best advice you've ever received that made a significant difference in your life? One advice. Uh, my dad always says to me, you've only got one mum. So um, like always, your mum is always going to be there for you and just appreciate her as much as you can and give her as much love and just always like take the time for her because when she's gone, she's gone and you've always got to find time for her. That's an amazing advice from your dad. I love your dad already now. Um, okay, what are the uh, entrepreneurial tricks that you discovered to keep focused and productive in a day-to-day busy schedule for entrepreneurs? Uh, using Notion. So just making sure that everything is stored in, in my life and structured in a way that I can access it and use it in a way that is efficient. Uh, what, are the number one, what is the number one quality that you think makes a good leader? Humble, being humble. You're not better than everyone. You, leaders should work with your employees as if, um, as if you are in the trenches, as if you are working even harder and for them. And having that humbleness is one of the best qualities that you should have for that. If you had one book or one recording that you want to make mandatory to all high schools or all GSEC students, what would it be? that you, you want them to actually have it that would, can change their, their, their life or make it mandatory for them? I think an updated version of the four-hour work week. It's quite old now. Um, but if there was a 2020 updated with everything new in there, I think that would be what I'd recommend for everyone to keep on them. Okay. Uh, that's by Tim, Timothy Ferris as well. Tim Ferriss, yeah, it's a good book, actually. It's quite a bit thick, but it's quite uh, useful yeah. uh, to have. Um, in your opinion, what do you think is the biggest waste of human potential? Laziness. Um, when people are, they do things that, um, you, you know, is obvious he's moving them in the wrong direction, um, but they continue to do it, such as like um, eating too much junk food or not exercising and, and just because they can't be asked, because they just can't, can't be bothered. Like, I hate that excuse. Um, laziness is just the biggest waste what's the number one solution to healing the world <laughs> it's a bit yeah. difficult one uh, but in your opinion what do you think were the one number one thing that could heal the world effective communication or, or in fact no I'll change that effective mm-hmm. listening listening becoming better yeah. listening yeah effectively basically okay yeah if you could fix one world problem, what would it be? Education. How? Make education free to all um, and accessible, regardless of where you are in the world. That's an amazing uh, goal to have. Okay. If, how do you want to change the world yourself? This is a personal question. How do you see yourself changing the world and what's your ultimate vision basically what legacy do you want to leave behind if you have any idea i mean i guess one way that i'll want to change the world is by um you know i think one of the best things you can do is give jobs and give people um a stable income and you know sort of a means so i think through my businesses that is one way i'll change the world and 
however big or small it ends up being by giving people an amazing job that they can come to every day um, to love. I think it's maybe like quite capitalism way of looking at things. But I think like one of the best things you can do is to create stable jobs to to improve the world. So that's that's one thing. If you now we're coming to the last two important questions that I want to ask is that if you were to die today, uh, what are the three unique? If you were about to die today, what are the three unique pieces of wisdom or knowledge? that uh, from your own life and experiences that you would probably give your family or your or the people? I guess one thing would definitely be about learning from your mistakes. I think even though I'm young, I've, I've made so many and I would try and install that wisdom of being open to, to making those mistakes and seeing them not necessarily as a good thing, but as a thing that you can learn from and grow from. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one that, you know, sort of your relationship with mistakes. I guess the second one is, um, you know, not caring about what other people think. You know, what I said before, not don't look to society. Look, don't look at what society does in order to make you happy, to, to look deeply within yourself and figure out what, what makes you happy and what you should be going for to have that clear direction. Um, quite vague, but. I, th- I, th- I think that's one thing I definitely try and, inst- try and instill. And then um, I guess the next one is sort of that, that finding what, what makes you happy. You know how we said before that not everyone fully knows that and going through that process of mm-hmm. writing out your perfect day, like find what means something to you and just do that. But like don't think about anything else. Just do that. Um, I don't know whether it's less wisdom, but I guess the wisdom is that I've realised that no matter how old you are, you, there's still the possibility to learn that and get closer to to what makes you happy. Like, don't think you you're restricted by age or experience. Just just go for it. Wow, um, I really really enjoyed uh, like like this conversation has been really like mind stimulating and I love these kind of like of conversation to have. It's like quality. And before I end our podcast, unfortunately, um, is there any final word of advice you want to give out there to the people um, and, or anything you want to announce that you want to have, you want to do that or add? Um, And also what's the best way for people to directly contact you? So I think one of the, like important things to remember, I think is like, um, you know, coronavirus has highlighted it even more. One of the only thing that truly matters is interpersonal and soft skills. You know, technology is always changing. So many things are changing, but the one thing that has always remained constant is building a relationship with someone and making a meaningful connection that, that lasts. So, um, that's one thing that I, I definitely say to everyone to remember um, and contact me through LinkedIn. Obviously, I'm, I'm working really hard on connects and social 90. So um, if you're a student and you want to learn more about um, going to events and improving your CV, it's at connects.events on Instagram and then connects.events um, is a website. And then in terms of social media, s 90 media on instagram and social90.co.uk on the website and if you want to reach out directly to me it is just henry purchase purchasing to buy something on linkedin and um happy to book in a call or or drop you drop you a message so well, uh, thank you so much, Henry, uh, for sharing what you just shared with me, that personal human side of you. And it's been a great pleasure having you on the show. No, thank you, Aisha. And obviously, I, uh, I love what you're doing with these sorts of conversations because I think, you know, maybe myself, you don't always think I've, I've got that side or people maybe hide it. And I think opening up and, and getting that out there can only be a good thing. Thank you. I appreciate that, what you just said. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Aisha. Thank you for joining me today, everyone. 
to automatically receive the latest episode, please subscribe. And if you'd like to support the show, please share with one friend that you can help. And if you find it helpful, then please leave a review and comment on who you would also like to see as a guest in the future episodes. You can also message me directly on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Dr. Aisha Al Sheikh at Dr. A-I-S-H-A-A-L-S-H-E-I-K-H. Keep working on your dreams to make them reality. And have a great morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the world.